This podcast is brought to you by the badasses over at Buffalo Bayou Brewing Company. Drown ideology in beer. I can think of only one thing that could lift my spirits right now. Beer. 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 This is Drink of Ages on ESPN 97.5. The only show dedicated to craft beer, spirits, and music. Here's your host and luminary, luminary. John Denman. John Denman. All right, welcome to Drink of Ages radio show. Another fun week over here at Drink of Ages Pub. We are here drinking some fantastic beers, enjoying the evening. I am John Demme, your host, DJ Muscratch, my producer. You can find him sitting behind the board at House of Blues, making it, making it sound great over there for some awesome concerts. Uh, House of Blues is a badass little place. Wish they would lower their beer price a little bit, but that's uh, something that I can't do nothing about, but... At least DJ Muscratch can make it sound really good while you're out there. and So we are here hanging out at Drink of Ages Pub, 1005 Wall Drive. Right down the street from downtown, Allen Parkway, Montrose area. And this episode of Drink of Ages is sponsored by Twisted Eggs Brewing Company, located in beautiful Dripping Springs, Texas. Uh, man, Twisted Eggs Brewing offers up an array of small batch craft beers. They take great pride in sourcing the finest ingredients along with thorough attention to detail in every batch they produce. The result, though, of all this is a flight of superior craft lagers, pilsners, IPAs, as well as many others. This summer, the tap room is open Thursday through Sunday, but you can find Twisted Eggs beers all over Texas. So if you haven't tried any of their stuff, get out there and get some because you can find it at, here at Drink of Ages Pub and over at... Our guest that's on the show this week, craft beer seller. We have Steve and Mary Labac hanging out with us. How are you guys doing? Pretty good tonight. Good again. And from Five One Two Brewing Company, out in the also nearby Dripping Springs in Austin, Texas, we have our buddy Manny Salazar hanging out. Waka waka. So we kind of got a little fun show going on this evening because we're gonna talk beer. We're gonna talk. Uh, I don't know what else we're going to talk about, but mainly we're going to drink some beer and have a good little discussion. But let's start off with some craft beer cellar. You guys are downtown, downtown Houston, right here off Franklin Street. Beautiful store, beautiful bar. Uh, You can go there, you can get your beer to go, you can have pints. You guys have some great events going on. How did this whole idea come up, man, and and why do you like that location? Well... You know, this is, uh, it's actually not our first craft beer cellar. Um, a few years ago, uh, myself and my wife were living in China, and uh, we'd been there for five years, and I was getting kind of tired of, of being overseas and was coming back and uh, interviewing with a bunch of people for different jobs and things like that, and had some buddies of mine approach me, and they said, uh, hey, we're going to do this uh, craft beer store. Are you interested in getting involved in this? And I said, you know what, I could do a lot worse things than sell beer to people all day. And so I said, it sounds, you know, pretty cool. So we got involved in it and we opened a store up in Missouri and uh, had a good time doing that. And we had an opportunity to come down here and start a a store down here. And I always wanted to return here. I grew up uh, down here out near Cyprus. And it's funny, we actually started uh, looking at a store out in Sugarland, but... um, Probably a lot of people aren't familiar with this, but the zoning laws in Sugarland are really tough. And they started telling us that, uh, you know, if you really want to get in someplace, you have to plan it out like two years in advance and do all this stuff with the city government and do a planned community and blah, blah, blah. And it was just wasn't wasn't for us. We were kind of anxious to get started. And um, 
I just happened to be looking online and we kind of came across this location in downtown and you know we hadn't been back to Houston in a long time and we were thinking you know like most big cities we're like yeah downtown we'd, we'd love to be downtown this would be awesome um, and then we went down and we checked the place out and it was a little the area was a little slow it was kind of a wasn't a lot happening but uh, you know we were really kind of attracted to it because it's only a block from where Houston started you know we got Allen's Landing down the street I mean that's that's huge to me and it was kind of symbolic, I guess, for you know coming back to Houston and getting started with this business only a block from where Houston started. And kind of like we, we kind of love the idea of kind of contributing to the rebirth of downtown a little bit. Um, and so we decided to end up uh, going for it. And uh, we love the location. It's starting to, you know, really downtown starting to pick up steam, especially the area that we're in. Uh, starting to grow real fast. We got towers opening up, people filling in, um, you know, people coming out to downtown. Really, just and I mean, you can't beat the history down there. So we're we're really excited to be there. Well, it's also I mean, like you're saying, just good timing because you're you're in a in a great location, and with all the buildup that's going to happen over the next year, in the next six to 12, 18 months, and then right on the other side of Buffalo Bayou, all that's going to get developed as well. And you guys are going to be sitting right in the middle of it. Yeah, uh, that's that's true. It's um, we we're hoping we're kind of in the middle of a perfect storm right now. We got a, a parking garage that's going up again across the street. That's a ten story garage, and that side of downtown's never seen that before. And so hopefully that kind of uh, is a nice sign of change out there. But yeah, I agree. I hope uh, hope it really builds up in that area. Like it seems to be headed in that direction we just hope we're uh you know there's too many you see a lot of things that they kind of start before their time and they run out of you know they go out of business before you know they really hit their prime and then five years down the road it's like man do you guys remember that place that was there? that would have been awesome right now <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly fantastic. and so we're hope we're hope we're not in that kind of stage where we're like before our time you know um, da- you know, downtown's got a lot of great beer places, but there hasn't been anything that's retail oriented, and so it's kind of a, it's kind of an experiment, and it's kind of a, a new thing for us. So we're really, uh, we're hoping it sticks. Uh, well, the location is great, and like I said, uh, maybe a little bit ahead, but I feel like I feel like that, like I said, over the next six to six months to a year. You're gonna see that whole area just start really booming more, not just on Friday and Saturday nights, you know. Because right now, I've tried to. I've left here on Wednesday nights from the pub, and oh, let's head downtown, and it's a ghost town. And, and except for Thursday, Friday, Saturday, then it's just you know crazy good times and all that. But once the, once all those living quarters come in and a hundred thousand people move right inside downtown, it's gonna be real good. Yeah. Well, they said they said something. I'm trying to remember the numbers, but I know they're trying to like uh, increase the number of uh, units and things downtown by like ten per, you know, like ten times what they got down there. So there's there's got to definitely be some buildup. And you're right. Anything besides like the main strip, like any other night of the week, is it's pretty quiet down there. That's for sure. Yeah, but there with the over the last few years, though, Manny, you can chime in on this with five one two. I mean, downtown Houston. I mean, it it was it well it was a it wasn't a ghost town. You just didn't go downtown, and we used to go and ride our skateboards like three or four o'clock in the morning, and it was always like oh we got to go back the other way now. <laughs> but we were running around downtown a whole lot. Um, then uh, what was it like right around the World Series time? When did they start tearing up Main Street? You know that's when things changed. That's for sure. 
and you knew there was a, a sign coming with that. Yeah. Because they needed to clean up the streets if they, you know, they wanted to track people down there. But like, you're right, man. You know, you can go down there and you didn't want to park your car anywhere because you knew you were going to get a window busted out for nothing. Um, and it was really nothing going on down there. There was a couple of little sporadic, like, clubs that you really had to be, like, bold enough to go to because you knew you were going to get into some kind of trouble. And, like, Power Tools is oh, one man, of them, Power which Tools is a 909 fan in, which yeah. is my favorite place of all the world. And Power uh, Tools was always we, – we used to go to Power Tools a lot. One of my buddies jam. was hooking up with the manager when we were, like, 18 years old. Yeah. And so – yeah, it was fun, dude. It was good times. Yeah, good times. But that was it. And then there was a place called Spies. I think it's right next to where y'all were. Yep. Um, it was Toke as well for a while. Yeah. yeah. And That's then, right. That's right. Yeah. Above now, you might remember this. Uh, where Frank's is. What's uh, above oh, that? Yes, was yes. it? Was that it Laveau's? Was a smart bar. No, it was a smart bar. No, Laveau's was on. Rich- Oh, but West wasn't Alabama. Laveau's 2? Yeah, West Alabama and Richmond. Was that like yeah. Laveau's 2 or something like no, that? that was we used to go see called, punk shows over there. No, that was called. It was a smart bar, and it had a really cool name. Yeah, it did. But that was another one that yeah. you parked your car, and you like looked around. You're like, all right, let's go. <laughs> and then you go to the – and then when you left, you're like – you walk out, you're like – DJ Sun made his premiere at when the, the owner of the flat. Yeah. Uh, he used to DJ a lot at um, Cafe Brazil's in this other place called the Swank Lounge, which is now Frank's headquarters. It's their distribution headquarters for their deliveries. Gotcha. But uh, yeah, the area's changing a lot, you know. And like I said, there were, like you said, there were some places that were ahead of their time. But know this, that the people in the know will go. And then eventually, be careful what you ask for, because then you're going to get the masses, and they're going to be like, oh, my God, is this like, when can we go on vacation? You know, stuff like that. It, it's so funny because we get a lot of people that come in, and, and during the weeknights it'll be nice and quiet, and we have a lot of people that come up to us. And they'll say, hey, we love this place because it's so nice and quiet. And we and they say to me, I hope you don't get busy because yeah. we really like the kind of the nice and quiet. And I'm like, yeah. well, I kind of want to be busy. You know, I, mean, yeah, well, <laughs> I like, can appreciate like, you yeah. enjoying yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah. It's quiet, but we want the busy at night. So. Exactly. Yeah. No, I got the same thing here at the Drink of Ages is, is people are like, oh, man, I love this place because I can come in here and just hang out. And it's nice and quiet and chill. I'm like. Yeah, but that's not exactly what pays the rent. <laughs> it's, it's nice and all, and it's fun, but uh, we need, need need bodies in the seats yep. and pints in the hands. Yes. So, all right, let's, with the thirst. With the thirst. Very thirsty. So let's take a quick break, and when we get back, we'll talk more craft beer cellar, and, and then we'll get into some 512 Brewing Company. I want to invite everyone down to Saloon Door Brewing in Webster. If you like drinking the good beers, and go check out their tap room open every day with happy hour specials, growler specials, live music, and other badass events. They are making fantastic beers. You can find their beers on tap at the best craft beer destinations all over town. Short drive down 45, saloondoorbrewing.com. Hey, this is Steve. And Mary. From Craft Beer Cellar. We hope you're enjoying the show and want to tell you about our daily specials. On Mondays, we have $9 craft beer buckets. 
Tuesday are $8 beer flights. Thursdays are $3 closeouts and $6 beer cocktails. And Sundays are 20% off growler fills. Check out our tap list on untap.com or just come visit us at 907 Franklin Street. We also sell kegs. First responders get 10% off. Come visit us at Craft Beer Cellar. Cheers. Manny from 512 Brewing Company and Steve and Mary from the Craft Beer Cellar, badass little bottle shop bar downtown Houston. Um, so yeah, man, Manny, you, you brought a, a wonderful little carrier of 512 beers, and I say it's a wonderful carrier because it even has a bottle opener on the side of it. You did it right, buddy. You know, I'm really stoked, dude. I have this neighbor of mine. That I go and uh, hang out with. Got a little quarter pipe in the backyard that we go and mess around on. And uh, one day he saw me coming in with, you know, some beer in a plastic bag. And he goes, dude, what's up with that? And I said, well, make me something. And uh, the following week he made me one of these. He goes, I'm going to make you a six-pack holder. And I was like, nah, dude. I said, I always have more than six beards on me. Make me an eight-pack holder. <laughs> so hence the eight-pack holder, which we have the six-core, which is the wit, which we're constantly drinking right now. Uh, one of the 512's first beers ever produced. Um, and then we also have the Smash, the Pecan Porter, and the IPAs are our core beers. And then I always have two to three seasonals out. Currently, they just happen to be the Export Lager, Trippel, and next will be the Dubell. Yum. Mm, well, I know that uh, Well, I'm having some of the Pecan Porter... Which, the pecan porter is one of the best porters made in the history of mankind. And the only one that's better is a barrel-aged pecan porter. I must agree with that. <laughs> oh, man, that's such a wonderful, silky, sexy beer. But this pecan porter is its like, like a, that's, that's one of the first beers that I had from you guys. And it's still one of my favorites. Well, that's another thing we have in common, dude, because that was the first beer I ever had from 512, was the pecan porter. And I called my buddy up who told me about it. You knew about this pecan porter for God knows how long, and you never told me about it. He goes, dude, I thought you knew about it already. I said, man. It's not a good if, friend. If it's not, like, in a bottle or a can where people are bottle trading, you know, and doing bottle shares, I don't know about it because it's, like, strictly draft, and I tend not to go out to bars too much because I always get myself into a really – Awesome vine, which I have to explain myself, and then it's like, well, I should write a book about it. It's all good times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, I had the, the 512 Pecan Porter was definitely one of my first ones, and I was just totally like, dude, I can drink six of these, and if I can, like, walk or crawl, I can drink another couple of more, because it doesn't fill me up and make me feel all bloated, man. That's what I dug about it, you know? Yeah, I man, um, it's just, it's... it's you get that pecan, you get you know you're a supporter, but there's not very many people making a pecan beer. You know, so 
This thing here, I guess I don't remember. I, I, I can't tell you the first one that I had because my memory fails me at times. But sometimes. But uh, but no, man, it's, it's one of my favorite beers that I can have on tap here. It's one of my favorite beers to drink. Well, currently we're drinking the 512 Wit that I busted out, which is the first beer 512 ever produced. So we like to call that the grandma of all the beers that we produce at the current moment. It's uh, definitely a great summer beer, a beer that I mind to tell you that I have to take at every festival and event that I do because that is like the only beer I can drink from like 9 a.m. to 11 o'clock at night in 100 degree weather outside I, I, at Discovery I, Green. I don't know, man. I've known you a long time and I, I bet that's not the only one you can do. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. What? Without getting blacked out. Oh, okay. Never without mind. blacking Never out. Mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I get to remember everything when I drink the wit the whole time. But if I drink any other beer in the mix, there's a blackout happening. And I'm just like, show me the pictures, bro. Because I ain't going to believe you until you show me the pictures. Then I see the pictures and I'm like, damn, I'm pretty freaking athletic, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you keep your wit about you. Yes, I keep my wit about me when I'm drinking the wit. Because it's drinking only a 5.5 ABV. That should be a, a beer name if it's not already. Well, <laughs> everything. Let's copyright it right now. Right what now. is today's date? Drink of eight is, is wit. Seven, Keep your wit 17. about yes. you. Um, so we started off with the wit, which is a 5.5 ABV, and then we're going to jump up to the Trapel, which is going to drink just as easy as the wit. It's pretty amazing, but it's a 9.5 ABV. Dude, I've had dudes roll up to me like they're all bad and bold, all swole. I'm a beer drinker, man. You know, you're drinking a girl beer. It's, you know, it's a light. And I'm like, no, 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 bro. What you're drinking over there, that's something like about an 8.5 ABV. And that's cute and everything. But this girl beer that I'm drinking, that's a 9.5. What? They'll throw that shit out. They're like, fill me up some of that. And then they'll drink it. And I'm like, hey, man, chill out, dude. You, I don't know how much you've had before. But it's a 9.5. It's going to creep on you like no other creeping beer will do. And it'll make you act like a fool if you're already acting like one. And, uh, man, they get like their third punch, you know, in their little drink card at the event. And then later on that night, I see them, and they're being drug out, like, freaking, they can't even walk. And I'm like, hey, man, welcome to 512's 9.5 Triple L, because it will put a hurting on you when you least expect it. <laughs> but as you can see, it's like, it looks like the wet. Yeah, very light body. It's a good way to start to, you know, to roll through the second segment is with a nine and a half percenter, for sure. That's the well, second. That, that's I tickled second you first one. before I bit you. So you guys are, well, you guys celebrated your eight-year anniversary last October. Yes, and we're, so the ninth year is coming up, and just a couple of weeks ago, we um, just did our 1,000th batch. That's pretty amazing. I bet that was that a pretty was good little party up there. Dude, yeah, yeah. It was pretty amazing to know that we've done 1,000 batches, you know, and uh, that was just like two weeks ago. So the next um, milestone will be 2,000. Did you see this? Mary's got a note, notes for all the beers. I saw and that. And she's got the tripel here, and she put a little heart over it right now after she tasted it and, like, pointed it out to me yes <laughs> it's a must-have um, as you can tell how smooth it is to drink it's not boozy whatsoever um, 
and that's the scary part. You know, a lot of people, you know, when they get a 9.5 or so, you can pick up the booziness either on your palate or on your aromas when you're taking a smell. But, um, dude, no, I've, like I said, I've seen big, massive dudes get carried out after like their third or fourth one. Because, you know, they drink them real fast. And I'm like, dude, you just had a six pack in like 20 minutes. You know, now like third one, like, yeah. And then next thing you know, I'm like, oh, there he goes. <laughs> well, that's always fun to watch. I actually look for that. Yeah. No, that, it's a, it doesn't taste like a 9.5% beer. It's actually very, very tasty. Um, I mean, this is like a summertime pool beer right here. Yeah, and it comes out during the fall. That's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, hey, it la- we still have it now, don't we? That's right. Yeah, no, we, we brewed plenty of this because we knew that the people were asking for it. You know, the first couple of times, you know, we would run out. And they're like, man, why don't y'all make more to make it last longer? And, uh, and so we do take note and we try to accommodate what's requested from us. What size brew house does 512 have out there? Um, well, you're talking about like square footage? No, no, no. Like, like, like is it a 30 barrel system? 30 barrel brew house? Um, no, I think it's a, a 60. 60 barrel brew house. Yeah, no, I take that back. A 120. Oh, damn. Yeah. It's a big brew house. It yeah. is. We got a lot of tanks. Yeah. We so. got a lot of tanks and a small uh, space. Um, some places you have to spider walk. I mean, that's a crab walk. Like walk <laughs> sideways, suck it in, and like hold your breath. <laughs> and, you know, you got to hold your breath for a while, dude, because sometimes that corridor can be long. And if you get stuck, you you're, get like, stuck. you're in there for a long yeah, time. Yeah, you have to take a breath. And you're like, my ribs. I wish everyone yeah, could that. see and him gotta... imitating this crab walk right now. Yeah. Along the good. wall. Every yeah. once in a while. I mean, yeah, there's half time I was like, man, we should, this should be a, a TV show instead of a radio show. Yeah. No, it's a, I need to make it out there to the brewery. Please uh, do, man. Every Saturday we have an open house, uh, 12 to 4. Yeah, maybe so you come guys. Come on out. And we'll, uh, we'll hook you up. If I'm not there, I'll let them know you're coming. And uh, we'll take care of you. Yeah, so like a little bit of the history of 512. Uh, Kevin Brand, who's the, the owner of yes. 512, he was in and a the whole, brewer. And the brewer, yeah. The whole different field of, of life. And then just enjoyed brewing so much that he just decided that, yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and open up a brewery. Yeah. Um, you know, it's really cool to really love something so much and have that kind of faith and passion to know that you're going to put everything you have in it, like you guys, with you all shop and be like, hey, man. We ain't turning back. We're going to do this. And, um, you know, but of course, you know, Kevin has got an amazing palate because he's a vegetarian and I'm a meat eater. So I would totally brew stuff different because I'm a meat eater. And if I was a vegetarian, this is probably what I would be brewing. But since I'm a meat eater, I'd probably be brewing stuff like my boys over at Brash. Just some like really like bold goodies. But uh, instead, you know, uh, Kevin does a really good job of making a great organic beer. Uh, very well balanced. I have yet to have a beer from him that I did not like. Um, and one of the things that I was really impressed by when I first uh, got involved with 512 is that I was able to drink their IPA. And I'm not an IPA drinker. I'm a stout and porter and, uh, you know, red ale uh, kind of guy. And so for me to drink an IPA for 512 and be like, whoa, I would not only could I drink this, I would buy this beer with my own money and drink it. 
And that right there is when I'm like, these dudes have gotten something going on. Because it's like converted me, you know, practically right then and there. And that was one of the ones that, uh, that did it was the IPA, which is 57% of uh, our sales. So uh, it's, not surprising. It's pretty delicious. Yeah. Uh, half the brewery is dedicated to brewing the 512 IPA itself. All right, let's take another break and get some more beers. Everybody grab a beer from Drink of Age. We'll be right back. Company in Dickinson, Texas, is making some delicious ciders. The Rodeo Star Cider, which is a medium, dry, traditional hard apple cider with a crisp, refreshing finish. The Rodeo Star Cherry, which is my favorite, it blends apples and cherries for a distinct fruit character that you need to try. Check them out on Facebook or go visit their tap room down in Dickinson, Texas. Go to pizzaovino.com. Then, once you're there, click on the receive newsletter and leave your email address. Your name will be selected in a drawing for a two VIP brewery tour passes for St. Arnold to be drawn later this month. Tour includes a flight of four pints of their newest beers and a VIP personally guided tour behind the scenes at the brewery. This is brought to you by St. Arnold, Silver Eagle, and Pizza Vino. Also, Pizza Vino, they deliver your favorite St. Arnold beers along with other Bayou City beers to go with your pizza and strambolis. And speaking of strombolis, man, they have a Philly cheesesteak, a chicken Philly cheesesteak, and a spinach onion cheesesteak stromboli. Absolutely delicious. Love and a happiness. Something that can make you do wrong, make you do right. It is really tasty. Dude, this is Drink of Ages and 512 Brewing and Craft Beer Cellar. Steve and Mary, my buddy Manny over here. We're all hanging out at Drink of Ages Pub, drinking some beer like you just heard. We're drinking some of the Export Lager right now. Very nice and light, man. We had that keg up here. It didn't last very long. Blue. Uh, yeah, man. It's, it's just, just Here it's really weird because a lot of light, easy drinking beers will sit longer than the higher ABV beers. That's one that didn't. No. That one moved pretty fast. People drink it for the taste, so, not for the punch. Pretty pretty excellent beer, man. Pretty excellent beer. So over in China, let's talk about that for a little bit because you guys, uh, well, Mary, you're from China. 
And Steve, you lived over there for a little while. Five years. Five years. Uh, how, how was that beer over there in China? <laughs> or is it more whiskey? I mean, what, what exactly is a drink of choice in China? That's totally different. Uh, you know, it's pretty boring, to be honest. So, all the beers I, we drink in Qingdao is a Qingdao beer and a Harbin and what else do you drink? Snow. Snow, yeah, that's the one. So that's why when you look at like numbers of the most produced beers, snow apparently is one of the most produced beers in the entire universe. It's kind of the number one sell in China. And Qingdao beer is like a third... Well, we would never see snow in Qingdao because, yeah, it, it's kind of like when you're in St. You, you know, ten years ago when you're in St. Louis, you would never see anything other than like Bud Hut, you know, Budweiser or Bud Light. It was kind of like that. You would only see see Qingdao beer. Yeah. It was on every street corner. They would have like kegs, like stacked up, you mm-hmm. know. So the bottles is bigger than here. It's uh, not a twelve ounce. Probably it's like. 32 ounce bottle. Good quart size, yeah. Yeah, and a very decent price. Um, Were you telling me one time, Steve, uh, about how you would bring out your bag and you would go buy a bag of beer and that's how they filled the kegs? Every street you can buy is called, uh, it's how we, in Qingdao, it's kind of special. In Qingdao, uh, so you buy the beer. You not buy with a pitcher or fill a growler. You fill into a plastic bag and you drink with straw. Well, you, you so don't, you, you don't have to drink with a straw. You don't that was have just, to. That was most most Chinese people. They'll hang the bag up on it. So you go to the, you go to the corner store and they'll have kegs sitting out there. If you're lucky, you've got a fresh keg. Not always. Sometimes those kegs have been out there for God knows how long. Um, but you, they'll give you a little plastic bag, and they'll put it under the, the spout, and they'll fill it up, and then they you pay by the weight of the bag. And by I, kg. Yeah, by kg. And I used to get a two-and-a-half kg bag for, like, maybe, like, two or three dollars. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, and so I would and take... Yeah, go ahead. You know, two or three dollars is, like... Uh, uh, less than 50 cents. Well, what do you mean 50 cents? No, I'm talking about uh, it would be two or three American dollars. It would oh, be no. like 15, 16 RMB. No, it's like one, K, one kg is like six dollars. So, no, six RMB. Six RMB uh, is yeah. like a 50, 50, 50 cents. cents. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm looking at like saying. two or three dollars. Okay. <laughs> All right, this, you can tell we're married, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, we. I would take it home and throw an ice. I would take it home. I'd throw an ice pack in the bag, tie it, and throw a straw in it. Most Chinese people, they take it home and they would hang it like on a doorknob or something like that. And everyone would have mugs, and whenever somebody needed a beer filled, they would go pick up the the bag of beer and pour it into their mug. So, usually it meant to be shared, but if you're like me, you just buy a whole bag for yourself. Just sit you know, there, oh, you know, with a straw, it keeps your hands free. Exactly. I mean, I spent, a, you know, it was working. You know, I'd be typing on the computer and doing other things. And I wish have you a would. strapped around the neck. Well, <laughs> I, I never tried that. I did one time, was a bad idea. I cut a hole in the bottom of one of the bags and tried <laughs> to drink it as we were walking. and didn't, didn't, didn't work yeah, out They do so it well. in prison. Yeah, because that's a lot of beer to chug at once, and then you're trying to pick it up so it doesn't spill, and then 
Yeah, it got a little messy. It's in China. You can drink it anyway. Oh, yeah. uh, even on the street, it's illegal. So it's not like here. But I really wish we have a growler fill or a crowler. You know, will make things much easier. Yeah. I used to buy a beer. I used to, a lot of days I'd get off work, I'd go right downstairs to the convenience store, grab a beer, walk right out in the street, pop it, and drink it all the way home. It was kind of a little look down. Most of the, a lot of the Chinese people look down on it because it looks like you're poor, I guess, when you do that. And because you're supposed to have money to be able to afford a beer in a restaurant. But you, all the foreigners would do it because it was like, we just want to drink a beer. We, we don't want to really... just walk down the sidewalk and drink out of a plastic bag. Right, exactly. We don't really care about image so much. We just yes. want to be drinking, you know, whatever it is that we're, you know, we just want to be drinking. No. So we don't need to be in the restaurant. We just need to do that. So a lot of people would give you looks and they look down on you, but, you know. No, they're looking at because you're a foreigner. It's not because you're <laughs> drinking beer yeah. on the street. All right. It's because you're a foreigner. Agree to disagree. I don't know. <laughs> so the... Um, so you guys moved from China to St. Louis first, or uh, we? Uh, it was uh, China to Columbia, Missouri. Yeah, yeah. And so that was a little bit of a difference for you because uh, there was a lot of lot more beers, right? A lot more beers. Oh, oh my God. Beers with flavor. Beers of yeah. <laughs> uh, changing colors. That's how. That's how I gained like a ten pounds. <laughs> I think that just happened when you landed in America. You just gained ten pounds. Yeah. yeah. Had nothing to do with the beer. Yeah, that, pretty much like that. That and, when, that and when we introduced her to Whataburger. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah no, that, and then that, once yeah. you you gained ten pounds when you landed in the United States, then when you landed in Houston, you gained like twenty. Yeah. That's a that's a text, Texas it, story. It was what Chick Fil A and Whataburger probably. Oh yeah. Been, uh-huh. Yeah. Definitely. But. Um, yeah, it's definitely a little different. We started getting a little bit of craft beer over in China. It was kind of funny. Um, ooh, I got to chug this beer. Hold on. <laughs> okay. Um, so it was. We had this little rib place that was like downstairs where we lived. They did all right ribs. I mean, it was it was China and it was barbecue, so it wasn't like it was American style barbecue. So it wasn't like the most amazing thing. Um, but uh, they would have craft beers in there. And, like, they had beers that I can't even get here. They'd have, like, 21st Amendment. And, like, before I moved here, you know, I, I didn't really understand, like, distributing laws and things like that. So I was thinking when I got back to the States, man, I'm going to be able to get everything. And then even when I get to Missouri, I can't get 21st Amendment. I can't get it here. And I came to find out that these guys would basically, anytime an expat would go back to the U.S. or wherever they're going, they would basically tell them, get as much beer as you can, bring it back on the plane with you, and we'll buy it. And then they would sell it. <laughs> resell it. <laughs> they would just resell it. And, of course, here it would be you know, way something oh, that we yeah, couldn't yeah. do. But in China, it was completely legal. So it was awesome. So we would get beers from all over the place. And it was, they'd sell them. Of course, it would be expensive because they would um, mark it up like crazy. I remember um, like a beer like that's so like a, about a 45 RMB or 50. Mm-hmm. So will be around uh, 9 or 10 uh, 9 dollars. Yeah. But I mean to have some or, yeah, but it'd be worth it just to like ah oh, this is all the new craft beer going on. It 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 was it was worth it. I yeah, mean, it's, it's really a, worth it. Yeah. I mean, and just to to give you an idea, like I guess a like a regular beer out there was like what six RMB, so it was like almost like I guess nine times as much from, and we're tying those thirty two ounces to get a twelve ounce can. So I mean, it was a little expensive, but a lot of time it was it was worth a little bit of you know having a little bit more taste to it. So that was always fun. You get caught selling beer here without it being permitted. I mean, you could you might as well be selling crack. I mean, you probably have a shorter sentence. 
yeah. by Southern Crack. Yeah, it's. All right, Manny just yeah. poured us some of the pecan porter. Mm, yeah, mm, which mm. yeah, I've already had my pint of that. So we're gonna. Yeah, yeah. I, get, I, we've already, I mean, it's such a such a delicious beer. Oh, yeah. So Mary, what do you think of this one? I mean, most of the time I drink dog beers, and this is everything I want in it. <laughs> Salut. 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 All right, let's take a quick Can't break, bay. and when we get back, we'll talk more. Just beers in China and Austin, Houston. Every Cheers, everybody. Everybody in between. Three minutes, be right back. you were able to make it to get some of the Houston Hayes from Spindle Tap. It was delicious. Spindle Tap is making some badass beers. If you have not visited the tap room, the air-conditioned tap room, you're missing out. It's only 10 minutes north of downtown. Stop in for some brewery-only releases or grab a pint or three. The main lineup like Hop Gusher. And they also just redid Tool Pusher slightly so you get even more hops on the on the back end. Absolutely delicious beers. I love them. SpindleTapBrewery.com whether a startup brewery or distillery or you've been around for years, the badass folks at Cash Branding has to be your go-to source for branded merchandise and apparel. Cash Branding does it all, from imprinted glassware, coasters, koozies, tin tackers, and bottle openers to dickies and red cap work shirts, t-shirts, and caps. Their apparel decorating options are top-notch, offering embroidery and the latest trends in screen printing, using water-based and discharge inks to achieve that super soft feel. Artwork services and samples are always free. Why go out of town or use multiple supplies for your branded merchandise keep it local like we do let the badasses at cash branding the official merchandise sponsor of drink of ages kick your branded merchandise and apparel up a notch give them a call at 855-376-7638 or check them out cashbranding.com Shining. 
Drink of Ages radio show, which you listen to. And man, just uh, hope everybody got to get out and get the latest batch of Spindle Taps, Houston Hayes, another great beer the brewery has put out, man. It's uh, going along with their Wildcatter, Hobgusher, Tool Pusher, and some others. You still might be able to get some if you take a tour, you know, over there. Uh, go tomorrow. They might still have some on tap. You might be able to get a four-pack, but that beer is phenomenal. Just 10 minutes north of downtown. Go out there and try some uh, Spindle Taps Brewery, some of their beers. Uh, so now we're hanging out still with 512, my man Manny. Finish Let me it finish off, this bro. real quick so we can f- refill my cup. With the smash, with You're the mosaic hop. We also have Steve and Mary from Craft Beer Cellar hanging out with us. Cheers. Hello. Manny has been pouring us uh, all kind of great 512 beers. You know, how, how, how hard does it hurt your ears when somebody says 512? Not as bad as you used to. Um, there's a little story behind it. There's this bartender named Phil. Um, there was a bartender at Lowbrow, and he used to bust my balls all the time, man, because he knew it got under my skin. But it became like a running joke. When he saw me, I'm like, ah, oh, here it goes, here it goes. He's going to tease me. Like, hey, what's up, 512? What's going on, 512? And I'm like, hey, what's up, bro? You know it's 512. You don't say 713. He goes, I know 512. Well, <laughs> that dude passed away. Crazy, man. And um, he was out here sailing in Galveston, and he fell off the sailboat. And so when the sailboat, of course, you know, you can't just turn on a dime. He ain't stopping a dime. Came around and looked for him. They couldn't find him. And uh, a couple of days later, you know, made the news and everything. He got washed up in Texas City. So now... When I hear 512, I think I'm a buddy Phil, and uh, so it doesn't bother me anymore. Doesn't bother anymore. No, man. In fact, it's just my way of thinking about him and keeping the spirit alive and keeping the brother close. You know what I mean? Well, this 512 beer right here is pretty damn tasty, buddy. This is it. That's good. It is good. So what, what did you pour us now? So I just poured the 512 Smash Mosaic. And so Smash is an acronym for single malt and single hop. We brewed this beer uh, quite a few different times in the beginning, and every time we brewed it, we used a different hop. We were trying to figure out what would be the best uh, hop for us to use with our organic two-row malt. And uh, it boiled down to the mosaic. So we started off making the smash as a seasonal, and the um, popularity of this beer kept it going every time and never stopped. And this is batch number 12. So we did seven different batches with seven different hops. And so from batch eight to 12 has been the mosaic. And we have gone ahead and pretty much like finalized that we are going to keep it as part of our core. So instead of now just having the pecan porter, the wit, the IPA and the pale, we now have the smash as part of the core beers. Not just the four round. core, but the five, the five core. five core, bro. Yeah, hardcore five core. Yeah, yeah. So delicious. You can, you, you know, I, I can have this every day. You can, you know. Um, so when some people make a smash, they like to categorize their beer as a session IPA. At 512, we categorize ours as a session pale ale. Um, you know, it's really one of those kind of beers that people who aren't in the IPAs can really get into it really lightly in a more subtle uh, way because, you know, if you give somebody like an Endeavor or a double IPA from the get-go, you're going to turn them off for the most part because they're not their palate can't hang uh, with something like that. 
but um, if you start them off light and easy and um, and subtle, you can probably build their palate into where maybe down the road they are drinking like an Endeavor or double IPA from somebody such as 512's uh, two-year anniversary beer that we produce from time to time in a seasonal. Uh, but that being said, you know, it's a beer that, like I said, hasn't stopped being produced and we decided to go ahead and um, dial in and use the Mosaic Hop for our core beer. It is really good. It is really tasty. But, you know, 512, uh, the beers have been around for as long as I've been really drinking delicious craft beers. So it's been fun. Like, like the whole, all the whole beer scene in Austin, man, in the last, just like Houston, but Austin, like, took off a little faster. They were ahead of their time, bro. Ahead of their time. They, they really? maintained it, though, really well. Yeah, for sure. It was definitely ahead of their time. And, um, you know, this was one of those things that when Houston caught on board, you know, there was a lot of flax. You know, some people are like, oh, you know, you're all the late bloomers. But the beautiful part of being a late bloomer is that you get to witness and be part of something as it develops. You know, you get to be there in the beginning stages, you know. And uh, to me, that was the beautiful part because a lot of people got to miss that, you know, beginning of craft beer like in Colorado and Oregon and Austin and California. Um, and here we are, and we're fortunate enough to be at our age and at our maturity level that we're at to uh, consume I like those the air beers. quotes for maturity level because that's... that's uh, you know, to enjoy, you know, beers responsibly, you know, because so many nights I'd be like, I'll pound all this. And, uh, yeah, the next day is like, damn. Those are typically my show nights. Yeah, yeah. And that's when I'm like, I don't want to see those pictures, bro. Put those away, man. Don't you let my mom see those things. Yeah, well, I know the website for you guys, uh, 512brewing.com. Yes. And uh, you can look this up, find out more information, and find us some history about the brewery and, and other good good things about 512 in Austin, Texas. Um, uh, we got another thing that we've developed this year. It's kind of like an app, um, and it's called Drink 512. And with that app, you can, um, you know, use it to locate 512 nearest to you. And we're constantly updating it. We're constantly tweaking it out. And that way you can be like, okay, I'm going to, you know, use the app to find out where 512 is. And it'll say, you know, it'll be at the Drink of Ages. It'll be at the Craft Beer Cellar Bar. And the Drink of Ages has the Wit, the Pecan Porter, the IPA. And then the Craft Cellar Bar has, you know, the Smash, the, you know, Trapel. And then it'll name all these bars around them. So we've developed this little uh, app, you know, Drink 512. And it's been doing really well. And as you can see, I tag everything, Drink 512. So we've now made a hashtag out of it. Um, it's a beautiful part, man. You know, you can be able to do really cool stuff with social media. This guy. Uh, <laughs> Speaking of, this guy is probably one of my favorite people when he sends me, like, do you want to order stuff? Because he always sends it with, like, a different, like, picture with, like, like sometimes it's Rick and Morty. And then, like, what was it, Michael Jackson today? And uh, I think, and, the, I think uh, last week was the one that I replied to, which was uh, Phoebe Cates. Fast times are rich, my Fast high, times baby. Are rich, my and it's like, <laughs> all right, I, maybe I have to go rewatch one of the best movie scenes ever made when she gets out of the swimming pool. And yeah, yeah, you know you want some. Yeah, but uh, oh, was it this? <laughs> no, it wasn't that one. Uh, I, I will look it up and I'll show you. But then, then Manny, he sends me a, 
right after that, I said something. He sends me a video, and it's like right when she pops her top off, it says five one two. It's like ah, so close, but yeah, that's good. That's good. This, this one's like robot chicken. This one's Bob's Burgers. Uh, it's just. Wow, did you like that one? One's like InBev, and the other one's like five one two inventory. You know? Come be. Well, craft beer cellar, man. You guys have a beautiful place over there. Thank uh, you. Huge selection of packaged beer you can go in and, and take with you, but you also have what was that forty eight taps? No, it's um there's there's sixty five actually in total, but they're mixed uh, what they are. Um, there's uh there's fifty two that are craft beer cider dedicated. Like there'll be a couple of those are cider, most of them are craft beer dedicated. Five wine taps got this memorized it's kind of sad one sake um one champagne tap we've got a couple uh usually a couple nitro coffee taps as well um there's a co2 purge some other things in there uh, mead yep there's some mead taps as well a lot of different things on tap yeah. very nice and just a huge selection of just like your craft beers from all over the place oh yeah package oh, yeah. as well well yeah package we in a you know we as we tried to mix it up and make sure that we got the national brands in there as well. Um, it's it's awesome. You know, we, we always talk about drink local, um, but there's a number of uh, national brands that are still doing some amazing things as well, and they tend to get overlooked. And we see that in sales and everything that they, they get overlooked, but we still try to push some of those guys out because, um, you know, there's so many beers that we kind of started off with and, like, got us into craft beer, and then we start moving on to other things. And we never kind of circle back around to those things and, they're still making some pretty solid beers as well, so we try to push those as well. Yeah. I will, yeah. There, there's a place, there's a store down in Jamaica Beach. We go down there a whole lot, and nice. I mean, it's a great walk-in cooler, but they have a lot of different craft beers and stuff. But I know I can always go in there and get a six-pack of Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Oh heck yeah! Which and we're drinking five one two's Pale Ale. If it was in that store, I'd probably buy it. Oh, but, that's what we're drinking right oh, now. Oh, that's what we're drinking right now. We're drinking right now. Five one two Pale Ale. The quiz that just called out here in Nevada. Yeah. Uh, it is tasty. It's good. All right, Craft Beer so Cellar. So clean, clean. Uh, your website's Houston.CraftBeerCellar. Correct. Yep. Dot com. Dot yep. com. Yep. And you guys do a different events, so tap dots. takeovers, Mario Kart racing. You do a lot of different fun stuff over there. We dabble. Yeah, we dabble <laughs> in entertainment. We, we dabble this and that. And so there's a, talks of an art show coming up. Um, you know, we did a limbo contest last week with uh, Deep Ellum. Oh, that's a s- uh, extra. Yeah, uh, she, Mary won, by the hey! way. So very um, nice. From all that Tai Chi. That the Tai Chi definitely helps. Um, right. I, uh, we do. You know, we uh, we'll start doing hopefully do some movie nights, some movie night trivia, um, some other things here in the near future. You know, we're still young. We're trying to fa- find our place in the world. Put so. me down for the MS3 uh, TV program. All right, we got you down. Mystery science. Yeah. Oh, hey, I'll do some, I, yeah, I, some mystery be, science. We'll make our own commentaries. I'd be down for that. I'd be down Turn for that. Guy and be like, hey! <laughs> I definitely would be down for that. All right, now, appreciate all you guys coming and hanging out. Manny's opening up another one, uh, but unfortunately, everybody listening is going to miss the rest of us drinking beers. Hope everybody out there is Let's drinking see. some good stuff. Continues drinking the good stuff. If you want to listen to any of these old shows, you can go to drinkofages.com or go to iTunes. Find us there. It's all sponsored by Buffalo by Brewing Company. Craft Beer Cellar. Steve, Mary, thanks for coming and hanging out. Our pleasure. Everybody go out there and check out their place. It's right there off of Franklin. 
uh, just north side of downtown Franklin, right? Yep. Oh, no, yeah. Yeah. Franklin. Franklin and Travis at Franklin the corner, Travis. right? Uh, Caddy corner to public services. Down the street from Power the, Tools. The former, former Eagle. Uh, oh, we we're going to go there, huh? Uh, uh, okay. Bondage, the the baby. former side of the League of Extraordinary Ow. Brewers. The League oh, of Extraordinary right. Brewers, yes. Yeah. Yeah. We've yeah. had good times. Before. Good times. That, that was uh, shut down to, to an unfortunate game of Naked Twister. That uh, you know, that's just, that's just laws gone bad right there. Yeah. Uh, well, maybe. I better watch my Twister games here. <laughs> I'll leave at least a sock on so it's not naked. Manny from 512 and his sock. Waka waka. Yeah. Appreciate you coming hanging out. Everybody be safe. Thanks for having us. And, uh, man, talk to everybody next week. Drink 512.